Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. Hey, City Church family, and happy Mother's Day to all the moms that are joining us this morning. We celebrate youth today, and this is what this whole morning is about, just celebrating moms. Now, moms have had a hard year this last year, and so we just want to say thank you, especially all of the kids that actually can't say thank you yet. We want to say thank you on behalf of your kids. We love you so much. We honor you. You know, we want to honor all the moms that are already in heaven. Um, Just moms in any situation, we are so thankful for you. And this whole morning is all about celebrating you and just a little bit letting you know that you are doing better than you think you are doing. And we just, I have four people here uh, today that are going to help us talk all about motherhood and celebrate their own moms. And I know that they have good moms because they're good people. So I am uh, just so thankful to have Sarah and Judy and Dan and my daughter Avery with us today just to talk about their moms and tell some stories about their moms. And so thanks for joining us. You know, usually on Mother's Day when we have moms in the building, we give them flowers or some sort of candy. Can't do that this year, but instead we're going to take that money and in lieu of giving it out to the mothers of our church, we're actually going to bless an organization that is helping mothers at this time. So we thought that you would enjoy uh, hearing about that. So let's just dive in today and let's talk about moms. So we actually have um, a baby picture, almost a baby picture of everybody. And Judy, we have this picture of you and your mom. And you're going to tell us just a quick story, a funny story about your mom that we just, she, that she's going to love to hear. And we're also going to love to hear. I'm not sure if she's going to love this one. I can't lie. My mom, like in that picture, she looks great, gorgeous, she is. But it like totally hides the fact that she's going to be careful of the butts when we talk about her mom. She's great. I love her. But she was a prankster. Unfortunately, I can't take up the butts. So I remember one year on a Sunday, she like, it was April Fools. And we love April Fools. We loved April Fools as a kid growing up. And she goes, oh, your aunt got you donuts. And we had an aunt who lived, like, down the street. So I was, like, super excited. What kid isn't excited on April Fool's? So, like, I get ready really quickly. Me and my sisters run to our aunt's house. We're like, where are the donuts? And she goes, what donuts? So not only had my mom pranked us, but she had also pranked my aunt and not told her that she was pranking us. But anyways, it was a devastating Sunday until we got to church, and I'm sure it got better. But <laughs> That's a talented prank to get two different families with one prank. Yeah. So. And then, Dan, this is not really a baby picture of you. You know, I wanted a picture with you when you still had hair, but instead we have this picture. Those are hard to find. <laughs> of Dan with his mom. Those, uh, those, back in the day, those hair pictures are very hard to find. Um, I had a good old days. <laughs> I, uh, I wasn't, uh, I was actually the prankster, so... My mom didn't have a lot of fun when I was a kid. <laughs> I was a troublemaker. And uh, there was one particular event, and I had to call my sister because I was like, this is, did this actually happen? I mean, I can't believe I did it. So when I was growing up, um, we were not allowed to have any kind of, like, weapons in the house, like BB guns or toy guns, Nerf guns, water, like, just nothing of that nature. And I snuck one in. I borrowed one from my friend. And I snuck one in, and I didn't realize that the metal pellets made holes. <laughs> so I started shooting things in the house, oh, man. and I shot her lampshade. Now, obviously, I didn't tell her at the time, 
And she comes out and she goes, are there bugs eating my lampshade? I was like, yeah, totally. <laughs> it's not me. What else could it be? So this had gone on for a while. Then she went into the basement and she saw that there were holes in the insulation, in that plastic cover in the insulation. So she kind of put two and two together. Right. She brought me down. Obviously, I got a lot of trouble. And that is, yeah, so I was difficult. Yeah, discipline stories. I'm sure we have lots yeah. of good discipline stories. Sarah, this is you and your mom looks like your little girl. Sarah is actually the one mother that we have on our panel today. And you've been a mother for how long now? Eight months. Eight months. <laughs> I'm a new. so cute. So tell us a story about your mom. Um, it's not like a big, like, funny story, but I guess, like, when I was younger, my mom would always pack my lunches with, like, so much food. Maybe because, like, I was picky and, like, I didn't eat a lot. So she would put, like, literally there was everything in my lunch. There was, like yogurt and a granola bar and fruit and my actual lunch and a muffin for a snack or water and just everything was in it um and like to this day like i don't leave the house without a granola bar or a snack <laughs> in my bag and um i'm just like scared like i'll get hungry and my mom's voice is just stuck in my head like you're gonna get hungry you'll need the snack so I have, like, random granola bars in my bag, and, like, my friends always make fun of me, like, for these granola bars. Like, Ellen always makes fun of me for yeah. these granola bars, but then, like, eventually later, like, it's all gone. So, I guess my mom is right, you know? <laughs> so, thanks, Mom. Yes, right. Our mom's Watching voice in our head for sure. I think that's true for yeah. both of us. And then, Avery, finally, this is you with Mom, Nicole, my wife. Shout out to her today. Give us a story about Nicole and be gentle, otherwise you'll be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I'll be careful just in case. <laughs> My mom is awesome, but one of the things that I'm not sure if a lot of people know about her is she loves nature and animals and plant life, all of that stuff. <laughs> in the summer, she's always in our backyard just hosing things. I don't know what... I don't know what she's hosing, but, like, our whole backyard is wet. Like, I come out, and the deck is always soaking wet. I have no idea why. We always make fun of her for that. And she even will go outside in our old house. We got a lot of butterflies. And she will stand out, put her arms out, like Snow White, and just wait. And butterflies land on her. And she just gets so much joy from it. And so that's definitely something fun about her. Just like we used to be able to watch her from the windows. I would just, like, stare at her. And she would just wait. And, like, squirrels would, like, go near her feet and just crazy stuff. Doesn't happen to me, but it happens to her. She does. She loves animals. My story about my mom, and I was remembering this the other day with her. I'm not even sure if it's that funny. I think it's actually kind of mean on my part. I used to wrestle with my mom all the time. And then it was like a version of professional wrestling and like real wrestling. And so I think when I got a little bit too big, it just, she was like, this is too painful anymore. But so that's kind of like a beating up your mom's story. It's probably not a good thing to do or talk about on Mother's Day. But mom, you know that I love you. So other than talking about those fun stories that we have among our moms, what we want to focus on today just a little bit, again, just with this idea of being really thankful for our moms. And um, Sarah, you'll obviously have like a different perspective as being uh, a mother here than Dan as a parent. But just um, what we want to do a little bit is we want to tell the moms up that are watching, they're probably doing better than they think they are, especially when you have young children, you're trying to figure out, are you doing things right? And then we just want to 
uh, lean into that a little bit today and just talk a little bit about our moms and then our faith and then how our moms were integral to our faith walk. And I know this is true for all of us here, that our moms were instrumental in bringing us to church. And just kind of your own church experience and, you know, moms, you know, there's a, there's a new uh, album out like the Maverick City Elevation album, and there's a, there's a song on there called Talking to Jesus. And in there, in the song, it talks about a mom who forces you to go to church. And I think we could all say, like, yeah. And then you're in the moment, it's really hard to appreciate that. But then later on, we really appreciate how uh, mom inserted God into our lives. So let's just talk about that a little bit, and then to encourage that moms that are watching. So, Sarah, why don't you start, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, I'm... My mom and, like, my parents were both, like, very, like involved in church, like, back home in the Philippines as well. So, like, at a young age, like, I, I would see, like, my parents um, prioritize church and they would encourage us, you know, on Sundays we have to go to church. And, and so I think, like, that really kind of grew, like, in, in me as well, like, as I grew, grew up um, to see that that was important to them. So, um it, it made it important for us as kids as well, seeing your parents um, value that. And, and um, now as a mom too, like, I, I want to be that, that example for my daughter. So um, I think, like, that was, like, very instrumental in, in my life. Right. Yeah. So, it's like a healthy habit type of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah, and, yeah. and even if it wasn't, like, you know, forceful or, like, you know, like, I, I wasn't, like, kicking or screaming, like, right, they right. weren't dragging me, but... You know, just the, like, habit, like, every Sunday you're going to church, like, kids see that, and I think, like, they, they look up to that, even if, like, at a young age, you know, you don't really think much of it, like, you kind of just, um, you grow into it, and you think, you, it kind of, like, just is instilled in you, kind right. of, yeah, and you value it, too, so. Yeah, totally. Dan, I know in your story you were saying kind of a similar thing about just a habit that your, your mom created for you. Yeah, yeah I was gonna just kind of piggyback off what you were saying, I mean, uh, besides being a troublemaker, uh, even at church, uh, yeah, my parent, my my mom was definitely like, "Listen, you're you're coming," and I never really understood the reasoning behind it. Obviously, when you're when you're younger, you're like, "I just want to play with my cousins. I just want to play with my friends." It's like well, church is more than that. Like, there's a reason we're going. There's a reason that we're there every Sunday, and even even on days when I would try and pretend. Oh, I'm not feeling well. Danielle, Jesus will heal you if you go. And so, it really, for, for me and, and, and my mom, like, there was no excuse. There really was, because, again, if I tried to pretend that I was sick, well, come to church, and you'll get healed. Yeah, yeah. You'll get prayed over, and you'll get healed. And, I mean, that's, and so, like, even, like, the older I got, it just kind of became more and more of a staple. And... As my other friends were like, hey, Sunday, we're going here. It's like, no, no, I'm going to church. And obviously when you're younger, you're a little bit embarrassed because you're not really sure what it's all about. But the older I got, it just became a proud habit for me. I was like, no, 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 I'm going to church. I need to be fed spiritually. I, I need to go to church. Like, no exception. My mom definitely instilled that in me. And um, I thank her for it all. Like, it's just such a great way to stay connected and again, build that relationship with God, even as a young kid, because you don't really have much of an idea or concept as you're that age, but yeah. I, 
think I have, I mean, a little bit of a unique experience with coming to church, but it's the same thing. Like, it was just, like, it's something that you do. Like, it's just, you go to church, and maybe as an older sibling, I feel like I had to go to church a little bit more when I was sick, maybe, than my younger sister did, but it definitely was a staple in the home, aside from a job. Like, I never viewed it as, like, oh, I'm going to church because it's my parents' job. It's like, oh, I'm going to church because you go to church. Like, that's what you do. And I think a big thing in my household especially was consistency between how my parents acted at church and how they acted at home. Because I feel like if there was an inconsistency there and they were one way at church and at home they weren't living it out, I would really question things. Maybe more, obviously everyone goes through a time where they question things and have to make their faith their own. But if there was an inconsistency, that would have been an extreme disparity for me. So I think that for me, the fact that the way my mom was consistent with how she loved and prayed for people at church was the same as how she did at home was huge. Yeah, I think I echo a lot of the sentiments that have been shared. But I think one thing for me, yeah, I grew up in a house where church like was not only the norm, it was like the expectation. So like you said, tickle in your throat, come on, we're still going. Um, but I feel like going to church, I didn't realize how much I needed it to realize, like, kind of like what you were saying, Avery, about like setting habits in terms of how I practice my faith. Like going to church was one of those habits, but then realizing, oh, like what does like that mean during the week? Um, but also like finding community. Like I didn't think, I don't think I would have known how much I needed Christian community if I never went to church as consistently as I did. And because my mom kind of like brought me to church on Sunday, but then also brought me like out to youth like during the week and like making friends that way, especially in a time where you have friends that maybe like aren't practicing a faith at all or aren't Christian, and then like realizing, oh, I have community here, and like these people want to do life with me. And I really thank my mom for like not only making me make that decision, but also being dedicated, like taking me to church. So, yeah, I think creating those healthy habits, and I think sometimes to like specific to the culture that we're living in. A lot of people just think, well, you know, I don't want to force things onto my kids, but realizing as parents and describing all of your parents' experiences, like realizing how their relationship with God is helping them. So why wouldn't it help my children? And so providing that, you know, for your children, that, that spiritual base that, okay, we're going to go and we're going to pray or we're going to sing or to worship or we're going to find friends. Like all of those things can happen within the faith community that provide like a great foundation um, just to being part of church. So and let's talk about our moms a little bit now, just kind of like how we feel like our, our moms developed us or shaped us as an individual. What do you think about those things as far as, you know, specifically your mom and shaping you as a person? Oh, boy. Um, there's there's a lot. Um, my mom was kind of the first to teach me how to, you know, treat others with respect. Right. Um, that, again, to go back a step, that's kind of where I learned it. Like, her taking me to church and, like, what you were saying is she was the example. You know, she was treating others with respect and she was, you know, um, respecting her elders, you know, people that were older than her or wiser or, you know, in, in a different, you know, place in life. But... That was one of the things that she really instilled in me is to kind of respect others right. um, and love others no matter what, right? Um, which I think we can all, uh, you know, kind of agree to is that no matter what they look like, what they've been through, my mom was like, listen, they might look different on the outside, but they're the same. Like, we are all the same. Like, God wants us to love 
one another no matter what, right. no matter what we've been through and what stage of life and um, where we were living, there were a few people that in our area that were homeless. And I would ask, like, how come, how come they're outside? And I was like, you know what? We need to love them. Let's go buy them some food. Let's go buy them something. And that kind of showed me how to treat others. Like, this is a complete stranger that we have never met. And she was that example to, like, look, love and respect everyone. And I think that has, it's, it's carried with me. And that's something that, again, that, that can really happen, though, in a community of faith. It is like an honor for God yeah. and an honor for people. It's like a natural outgrowth that church, for sure, which yeah. is really important. So, yeah. yeah. What do you think, Abe? I feel like what ways did our moms not develop us, you know what I mean? Like, to say, how did your mom develop you? It's like, how long do you have? Yeah, yeah. I think, too, like, the biggest thing, like I was saying before, was just that consistency between church and home. My, my mom is definitely an introvert, which at church, maybe she doesn't come across like that, but the fact that she was always willing to, like, go out of her way to be there for people, even though that isn't her natural response maybe in a moment is like oh wow okay maybe when I'm not feeling like it or I'm not doing it like I can still have that natural response to love first or to like on Sundays she'll like leave her seat and like go greet people when we could obviously but it's like wow like I'm an extrovert and even that is like okay I'll stay right here thanks but like seeing her willingness to go out of her way to love people who she knows needs it even when that's not necessarily her natural inclination is truly like something that I want for myself and it's like all of the ways we see our mom how she's developed us and then how we see her kind of like you're saying that role model how we want to develop to be like that do you but looking back like as like when you're a kid you kind of get irritated when your mom keeps teaching you the same things and then you kind of but then looking back on it, you see what she was doing, like, to develop you as a person, right? Yeah. So what do you guys talk about your mom? What do you think that she developed you in those areas? I mean, like, as Avery said, there's, like, I wouldn't be who I am today yeah, if it right. wasn't for my mom, right? And um, as a mom now, like, I, I feel like I don't even know half the things she did for me when I was younger. And, um, but, I mean, she... She led by example, and so I'm thankful for um, the life she led, that she taught me how to be kind to people and um, hardworking and, um, like, to do my best all the time and, you know, to, um, to pray all the time. So I think, I think the, like, strongest way she was able to teach me um, was through her life. And so, right. um, like, I'm, I'm thankful for that because I'm the mom I am today because, sure. because of her. Don't you feel that appreciation, though, yeah. as a mom? You're like, oh, man, this is harder I than get I it now. It was be. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I, I feel like she had three kids, and so I only have one. I'm like, I don't know how she did yeah, everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, um, yes, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough words, I guess, right. to express sure, sure. like all the all the, all the things um, they do. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I think also I love that you asked that question because my mom is someone who is so patient with me, and I feel like that says a lot because I know I present myself as very kind, but sometimes I'm all over the place, and I find that with my mom, like she will give me advice and then sometimes kind of take a step back and be like, I'm going to let you figure this out. And then I always come back and be like, 
actually come to her and be like, Mom, I got myself in another pickle. I know you told me not to do this. And trust that she's actually going to, like, still be by me and, like, count. I guess guide me through that. And, yeah, there's a lot of situations where I feel like I sometimes think, oh, I got this. I figured it out. I'm, like, 21 years old now. Mom, you're done your job. <laughs> no, you're not. I need your help. And, like, just having a mom who's very patient and willing to, like, still be there through it all is, like, honestly such a blessing. I'm just really grateful that's, for that. That's actually some really great parenting advice for parents because, I mean, all kids mess up. And then if they don't feel like they can go to your parents, like you'll, you, you're going to remove parenting opportunities if we overreact too much as parents. So anyway, I'm not parenting right now, but, um, how do we think, how do we think though our moms helped us with like work ethic, something along those lines, let's think about something there, something super practical that, because obviously moms are always fighting to give us chores and stuff like that. And then when we grow up a little bit, we realize, oh yeah, I actually have to maintain my life and mom helped me to do that. So. Yeah, uh, I, I think the consensus is that our moms led by example. And one of the things that um, my mom has always taught me is if you're going to do something, she always said, <laughs> I won't do the accent, but she says, if you're going to do something, do it. Right? If you're going to if you're going to go after something, if you're going to try something, like do it 110. percent Don't teeter totter. Don't only put half of it, half an effort because you're afraid to fail. It's it's better to try it, do it at a hundred, 110% level of effort, and then if you fail, well, then at least you know you tried your best. And again, that's kind of, that's another thing that, again, she instilled in me that has even till this day, right, with, with everything, with music, with uh, work, with family, like, it's always, it's always there, like, yes, I am doing it unto the Lord, but I don't want to only give 50% of my effort of what I'm doing to God. So I'm going to give 110%, even if at times I feel uncomfortable or the fear of failing is just, she, I can hear it in, in, in my head, like, do it. Just go for it. Don't don't hold back, right? Um, and that, that's in every aspect of, of my life anyway, is just to, I can, I can hear it. Yeah, I think our mom's voice is with us all of the time. Like all of those things that she's taught us and showing us, like it is, like you said, it was just kind of like it's there, but then I, I need to go back and double check and stuff like that. So how do you feel like your mom shaped your specifically like work ethic and stuff like that, sir? I think like same as Dan, like she always taught me to like do my best in everything. Like I, I, I was just thinking this, like while Dan was speaking, like my first job out of university, like I did love my job, but like I remember just like crying in the car and my mom like drove me to work because we would like carpool. She's like, why are you crying? Just like do your best and like, you know, it won't be your job forever, but like just do your best now and like God will open, you know, another door. And so, um, so I guess like her perspective, like to me, it's like such a big problem, like whatever, like I was dealing with at that, that time, but for her, you know, like she sees it in a different right. perspective. So um, I think like work ethic, like she, she knows, um, like how she always taught me to like do my best and like um, put my 100% in everything and, right. you know, work hard and everything. Yeah, so yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thankful for her yeah, awesome. for that. Yeah. I really appreciate, I think one thing about my mom is that she's very open right. about what she's going through. Even either she explicitly says it or you literally w- witness her kind of go through hardship. 
and I think it kind of shaped me in a way where it's like, oh, like, it's okay to actually have things be hard and, like, be able to walk through that step by step right. and, like, having those moments where I remember working at a job as well that I did not like and coming home and crying to my mom and then being like, okay, I have to wipe my tears and go back again. And literally, like, I think that would only be possible if, like, because I saw my mom kind of go through things that were probably way harder than a job that I don't like, um, but then also still saying, like, I'm going to stick with it and keep going. And I think, yeah, that's, that's just kind of what helped me get some sort of work, work ethic together. I don't have it perfectly down packed yet, though. Right, right. So, right. <laughs> so no, I feel like I'm really similar to all you guys with, like, hearing your mom's voice with, like, certain things. Like, just growing up, like, the story of, like, the tortoise in the hair or, like, even, like, just, like, sayings like, oh, like, we don't quit. Like, in my family, it was just like, okay, you don't quit things. Like, you start things, you have to stay in them for a while. So, like, I started guitar, and I did not really like it, but they're like, okay, you have to stay in for at least a year. Like, as soon as I was in guitar, I was like, no, piano. And then they're like, you know, you have to stay in it for at least a year. So then I had to switch, like, wait the year long and switch. Like, it was, they made me commit to things because, like, being a committed person, like, is obviously a good characteristic, right? So it's one of those things, like, they, you don't realize the characteristics you're getting taught as you're getting taught them. Like, looking back now, I'm like, Oh, okay, like, now I'm committed, like, I see things through, whereas, like, before, maybe if that hadn't happened, I could have come out as a very flaky person, right? So, definitely, like, those established work ethic little sayings, I, like, hear them in my head all the time, and it's, like, always her voice. Right. Awesome. And we're going to just finish with a couple more thoughts, but specifically now, I just want to talk about how your mom shaped your faith. We talked about church, but now, specifically, like, your relationship with your mother watching their relationship with God, praying with you, stuff like that. Let's just talk about that a little bit. Um, again, because I know there's a lot of moms out there that in the moment, these are hard things, and your kids have been online all day and different things like that, and it can be hard for moms to think, oh, another thing that i got to do with my kids. So let's just focus on that and see how important that is for what your, what your moms did with you guys. So, Yeah, I think a lot of, like, what we've been saying, seeing my mom, like, actually pray and read her Bible made me want to do it. But then I remember, like, especially when I was younger, I'd open my Bible sometimes and be like, I don't understand this. And, like, being able to go to my mom and be like, Mom, this doesn't make sense. And she's like, why? Okay, what are you reading? What version are you reading? And, like, literally having, like, practical conversations, I guess, to help me. But then also being like, it's okay if you don't have it all figured out right now. Like, you don't have to. That's not the goal. I think that was super important and super helpful. And then also, like, one thing in my family growing up was having, like, Bible studies together. And as a kid, like, you can ask anyone in my family, I would be like, Jesus, when we'd be reading about, like, Daniel. And she'd be like, I don't know what you're saying. Jesus is always the answer. Jesus is always the answer. I knew that as a child. I just didn't have language for it at the time. But, like, being patient um, along the way to kind of, like, help me journey through was really, really nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like what you're saying, too, like, with, the, like seeing your mom live it out and I think something you were mentioning earlier and like bringing it back to Jesus is like we see pieces of Jesus in our moms right like and the big thing you were saying earlier too is like that okay if you like mess up you don't feel like scared to go talk to your mom I think that's because for me like my mom was a friend first before it was like a punisher or like a parent it was like oh this is my friend like I'm willing to come to her and admit what I've done wrong in the same way that we come to the Father, right? And it's, like, in the same way, like you were saying, like, there isn't 
shame with our moms, there's conviction. And it's the same way with Jesus, right? Like, so it's just so funny. Like, I was thinking about it today. I was like, I've never felt shamed by my mom, no matter what I've done. But, like, I've certainly felt conviction for when I've done something wrong. And it's the exact same way. And that's just a little piece of Jesus that I see in her. Yeah, I I couldn't agree with that more. I mean, for me, I, I was never afraid to go talk to my mom. It was more like I was... I was afraid to disappoint her. So I knew that I had messed up. And because she was such a great example of how to walk with Jesus and how to pray and, and how to, you know, make sure that my focus is right to kind of help with behavioral or, you know, things like that, I was afraid to let her down. So it was it was that kind of a relationship as well. Um, for me, my mom always kind of showed me that with God at the center of my life, I could really do anything. And she was the one to kind of um, be the example, right? And so, because when they came to Canada, like they were, my mom was a baby Christian. And so I kind of grew up with her as she was walking her brand new journey with God. And that was one of the things. It's like, oh, you're not feeling well? Let's pray. You feel, you feel angry? Let's pray. Everything was, let's pray. And I think about that now. And in my life today, I'm thinking, yeah, okay, let's pray. So, you know, no matter what the situation was. So, for example, um, I, I heard my mom's uh, my mom's voice in my head uh, back in September, like, because of the whole COVID thing, like, I was released from my job. And the first thing I did, and the first thing I heard was pray. I literally heard my mom say, pray. And so I got in my car and I prayed. And now, you know, God just opened doors, but that was one thing that she always said, pray. With God at the center of your life, doesn't matter how young or old you are, just pray about it. Um, and it's just, it's, it's been awesome. And I'm really thankful that she instilled that in me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, like, as everyone said, like, I think I feel the same things like you guys do as well. Um, I think my relationship with my mom as well, um, it grew to become more of a friendship. So I think, as Avery was saying, that kind of um, leads um, more of the conversations with her about God So and more openness to talk about your faith. And I think, like, as a, not just, like, as a mom, but as a friend, like, you can, you can talk about those things, and it's important. And, um, and I think the way she, our friendship shaped my faith as well. So I think... Um, in, in so many ways, she shaped she shaped my faith. Like she always like in our conversations, whenever I would ask like for advice, like she'd always point me back to God. Right. Um, and you know, even if like I don't know, I'm spinning out of control or or I think like I'm, I'm panicking, she'd just go you know pray or um, why don't you ask God? Like he has something to say. So I think like our moms always pointed us back to him, um, and it's I, I think it's so important that we. In our relationship with our moms, they it kind of mimics that relationship with God too. Right. So that's, that's so great. All that stuff you guys said is so true, and I think we all have praying mothers. I know that's definitely one of the things that I think about with my mom. I can legitimately remember hearing her pray in our house, and uh, you know, I think like all of what we talked about today is just I, I, I'm appreciating good parenting. The older that I get, that good children just don't spring up from nowhere. 
that come from good parents. And so thank God for all of our parents. And then just encouraging all the moms and the parents watching today how important your job is. Again, even in the midst of a difficult season, like they've all said, it's consistency and pointing people back to God. And then there's nobody that can pray for you like your mom. And thank God for, for praying mothers. And I, I honestly think there's something special about the connection that we have with our mothers and how much they love us and care about us. And, and you know, I'm sure that they take us to the throne more than anybody else does. And so uh, thank you guys for sharing your stories today. And thank you for these mothers creating these great kids. And all of you watching, all moms again, again, thank you so much for being a mom and your consistency, and it's worth it all in the end to uh, have great grown-up children whose lives are all focused on being a part of the family of God, and hey, we're going to pray first, and we're going we're gonna to point our lives back to God. So don't give up. Don't quit. Stay consistent. And let me just pray for you before we finish the service today. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for all of the moms watching today, and we just honor them today. We honor their sacrifice we honor their energy. We honor their love for their children. And God, we just pray, Lord, in this moment, in this season, in this difficult time in the world, that you just strengthen all of the moms watching. And none of their labor is in vain. None of their prayers are in vain. None of those late-night discussions are in vain. None of those talks and all of the things that they do, all of the sacrifice that they put in, all of the time and the things that they're doing at night that nobody else sees but you, that you honor their sacrifice and you see them and you know their name. And God, we just thank you, Lord, for a special grace uh, for moms right now, parents in this season. We thank you, Lord, that you help us uh, to grow our children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And we just thank you for your help. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Moms. We love you so much. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.